parts of a missing person. The mother is on scene and requesting assistance. Unit 527 responding 1039. This is Over the Horizon and Far Away. so excited you guys found us for another week welcome back to over the horizon and far away a true crime podcast that covers cases of the missing and murdered that did not get the media attention they deserved today i'll be sharing the story of nilo Lattimore. and i do want to let you guys know that this one will be kind of a heavy case it does involve a young child um However, I do also anticipate doing some follow-up episodes for you guys, as there are definitely going to be some updates on this case in the future. Now, to start off, I do want to give you guys um, a trigger warning. So this episode, we are going to be discussing miscarriage, domestic violence, and murder, including the murder of a child. So viewer discretion is advised on this episode, you guys. Be sure to take breaks, do whatever self-care stuff you guys need to do. It's okay. You guys can always come back. Now, I just want to give you guys a little bit of information about Nilo. Now, this story is actually going to also be a little bit about his mother, Nitisha. So, Nitisha and Nilo are from Cincinnati, Ohio. And according to Nitisha's Facebook, she's a CNA. She is described by her family as a firecracker with a smile that brightened up a room. She was talkative and was always asking questions. Nilo had a good relationship with his mother. He could often be seen holding his mother's face and kissing her all over. Now, this case actually caught my eye when I was looking on NamUs for cases to cover. The circumstances surrounding Nilo going missing are really just shocking and heartbreaking, you guys. Um, So his story does take place in Cincinnati. And Cincinnati sits on the Ohio River and is actually the largest metropolitan area in Ohio with an estimated population of over... 309,000 people as of 2022. Now, because Cincinnati sits on the river, there are actually six bridges. And this is going to be important to know because we're actually going to be talking about one of those bridges in today's episode. And that bridge is the Purple People Bridge. And that bridge connects Ohio to Kentucky. Uh, We have Sawyer Park on the Ohio side, and you have Newport Aquarium right over on the Kentucky side, just to give people kind of a point of reference. Now, to start this episode, let's introduce some people that are going to come up throughout this story. So, of course, we have Nitisha and her son, Nilo. Now, additionally, Nitisha was in a relationship with a man named Deshaun Brown at the time she disappeared. However, Deshaun is not Nilo's father. Nilo's father is Tonio Hughes. Now, according to WCPO News... In the early morning hours of December 12th, 2020, Nitisha's body was discovered in a body bag on the banks of the Ohio River near the Purple People Bridge. She had been stabbed several times. With Nitisha, Nilo's Paw Patrol blanket with blood on it was found. That is absolutely heartbreaking to imagine just a cute little Paw Patrol blanket soaked in a child's blood. Oh my gosh, my um, kiddo, he has a Paw Patrol blanket and I like instantly pictured that and it was like just heartbreaking. Yeah, that's horrible. Now this of course raised immediate concerns about Nilo and his well-being. Um, And then family members subsequently ended up spotting a stroller on December 13th that looked like it belonged to Nilo. 
And then um, the police were able to confirm that it was, in fact, Nilo Stroller. To understand how we ended up here, we actually need to go back a little bit to December 5th. This is the day that prosecutors believe that Deshaun murdered Nitisha. Then, on December 6th, prosecutors believe Deshaun threw Nilo into the Ohio River alive. Deshaun then keeps Nitisha's body in the apartment from December 5th to December 11th. He kept the body in there for six days. Yeah, and I just have a hard time understanding how people didn't, like, I don't know, smell it. Like, that body decomposition happens pretty quickly. And, um, I mean, it's a very unique smell. I've never smelt it personally, but any person that I know that has has said it's a unique smell that you just never, it's like nothing else. You'll never forget it. Yeah. I mean, I know it's in December, so it's not like hot weather, but six days is a long time. Yeah. But you're still keeping your, you know, apartment at, I would think at least 65 bare minimum if you're trying to save on your gas bill. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah. Now, not only was murdering his girlfriend a terrible decision, the choices that Deshaun made to try to cover his tracks are even more ter- terrible, you guys. Just buckle up because we're going to go on a wild ride, you guys. So after keeping her body in the home for those days, he then subsequently placed her into a body bag that he had ordered on eBay and removed it from the apartment. And that was caught on the security cameras in the building. Now, I'm sorry, but why in the world are murder supplies just available to purchase online? How is that a thing? You could just buy a body bag online. You don't need to prove you're licensed to do something that involves you needing a body bag. Are you kidding me? Right. Now, this man actually took an Uber to dispose of her body. And that really was like mind blowing to me. Not only did he poorly plan out this murder, but then he just left additional breadcrumbs for investigators to find, which I am happy about because he deserves to be caught for this. Now, the Uber driver did inquire about the body bag, but Deshaun just claimed that it was closed because he was moving out of the home. Now, I'm not blaming the Uber driver here by any means, but like, come on, man. You didn't think to yourself, like, this is weird. Could be nothing, but you know what? just going to go ahead and give the police a little ring just to be on the safe side. Because I'm sorry, but that is sketchy. You don't just move things in a body bag. My other thought, though, was um, maybe he was just a very charismatic person. And so maybe he was just like chit-chatting with the Uber driver and was able to give like some BS story or something that was like somewhat believable. Like, Maybe he was like, oh, like I ordered it on Amazon and I didn't pay close enough attention and I thought I was getting like a little duffel bag and whatever. I think if he was charismatic enough, then maybe that would throw the Uber driver off. Now, investigators did pull his phone records and found that he'd actually conducted searches for body bags, cleaning products, and bridges in Cincinnati. Now, you may be wondering how nobody knew something was wrong for several days. That is because Deshaun was actually posting and communicating via Nitisha's Facebook account from her phone. So one post in particular has been consistently mentioned throughout all the research um, sources. It says, um, on December 5th, the day that she was actually murdered, she posted, 
quote, I love him forever, Deshaun Brown, end quote. She posted that or he posted that from her phone? So that is just the last one. We, I think we're kind of right in that timeline that we really don't know. Mm. I just think that, I think that was kind of why that was pretty consistently mentioned. Like that could have potentially been the very last post that she made before she was murdered. Got it. Yeah. Now, I wasn't able to find any information really about Nitisha or Brown's relationship, but I do wonder if there was domestic violence between the two of them. I have a hard time believing that Brown did not have, you know, other violent tendencies and then just one day all of a sudden, you know, snapped and decided to kill his girlfriend. Now, up to this point, Nilo's body has um, has not been recovered. So there have been tons of searches of the area. They had boats and divers out, and they were extensively searching the river and dragging it, um, but they just have never had any luck locating little Nilo. Now, I'm sure, like, river flow and, like, some other science-y stuff plays into this. Um, you know, I'm certainly not a – science was not my thing, you guys, so I really could not tell you much about that. Um, but I just – I have a hard time wrapping my mind around how his body has just, like, never washed up somewhere. Right. That's strange for sure. Now, Deshaun was arrested on December 12th of 2021, so pretty much immediately following the discovery of Nitisha's body. In my research, I learned that Deshaun actually confessed to investigators that he murdered Nitisha and then subsequently um, confessed that he threw Nilo into the river alive. Now, the prosecutor sought a grand jury indictment for Deshaun, and I actually watched the over 15 minutes video of the press conference that they held following the conclusion of those grand jury proceedings. Uh, We will share that link for you guys on Facebook and on our other socials so that you guys can check it out. Um, But one really important thing that I wanted to mention is that the prosecutor stated that if anyone knows Deshaun or has dated him or someone near him they know of has disappeared, like they want that information shared with law enforcement. Um, You know, they truly believe that this is not his first um, rodeo. This is not his first murder. This is likely not the first woman he's assaulted, um, anything like that. So he definitely does want past victims or, um, you know, friends of victims and those things to come forward. And I think, you know, that is really interesting because we do often learn that, you know, that's a persistent act. Like domestic violence is not a one and done situation, Um, It definitely tends to happen in every single relationship that person is in. Now, the prosecutors also felt strongly this was not Deshaun's first murder, and they believed that he had been planning it for at least two months. He was planning it for two months and did so terrible covering his tracks. That is shocking. Right? I'm like, dude. He didn't do very good planning for two months. No. Which is good, but. Right. It's like good and it's like good, but then you're also like, really? Like. How could you have been so dumb if you had that much time? Right. Yeah. So I'm, yeah. And I wonder what made them kind of draw that conclusion. It wasn't really shared, um, but I am curious to know. And I think it'll definitely come out in the future. So now in this press release, they stated the information that we have already kind of gone over. um, And then they announced that this would in fact be a death penalty case. And They couldn't share why they believed that Nyla was dumped in the river alive. Um, But again, I was able to later find that he had confessed to that. Um, Now, they stated that Deshaun chose to kill 
Nilo in an effort to avoid being caught for Nitisha's murder. Now, while I could not find exactly what led detectives to determine the motive, they actually believe that the motive for Brown committing these murders was because Nitisha had a pregnancy that ended in miscarriage. Brown was charged with two counts of aggravated murder, one count of abuse of a corpse, and one count of tampering with evidence. The death penalty, again, you guys, on the table for him as it should be. Now, Brown had an arraignment hearing on March 1st of 2021. The only information I was able to find on this hearing was that it was determined that he would not have the opportunity to postpone. Now, my very basic understanding of this initial hearing, and again, very basic, guys, I'm not an attorney, a prosecutor, anything like that. But um, this is more kind of like a housekeeping type hearing. So they discuss things like bond. They start setting dates for pretrial motions, um, those sorts of things. So not really a lot outside of that is going to happen at these hearings to really report on. Now, June 17th of 2022, another hearing was held. At this hearing, this is where prosecutors presented the motive for Brown murdering Nitisha. It was reported at that at this hearing that Brown had told a, a friend that of his that Nitisha had killed their baby when she miscarried and he was going to do something to her baby, Nilo. Now, this friend actually subsequently ended up coming forward to the police after learning about Brown's arrest. Um, so that's good. And then also at this hearing, Brown's attorneys attempted to have his confession tape thrown out as Brown claimed that he was intimidated into waiving his rights to an attorney. Now, the judge did not make a decision on this at that particular time, but um, did end up denying Brown's um, request to have his bond lowered so that he could get out. Um, Now, this hearing is probably actually one of the most well-known hearings on this case so far, and that is because Nilo's father, Tonio, attended this hearing. And was so angry towards Brown, as he should be, that he actually jumped up, charged Brown, and ended up punching him until the deputies restrained him. Now, if I had been a deputy in the courtroom on this particular day, I probably would have been like, oh no, I should stop this. But then, like, as I went to go and, like, do whatever I was supposed to do to, you know, stop this, I would have just, like, accidentally on purpose tripped and fell. And they needed to then needed to take my time to like get up and like recover and then like kind of limp over. <laughs> right. Like my shoe was untied and then I needed to tie it so that I wouldn't trip again. And I needed to double knot it so that we could be really sure that I could go stop this. Yep. I would have really taken my time to go over there for sure. Now the judge didn't, it did end up holding Tonio in contempt and he received one week in jail, but was actually um, released early. Which I have like mixed feelings on you guys. It's like, okay, I guess we can't just have people throwing hands in the courtroom. We need order and all of that lame stuff. Um, (laughs) But I also um, think that she also was like, well, he deserved it. So she let him out early. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) now Brown's trial was actually set to start on October 17th of 2022. But that ended up not happening. And then a hearing was held on October 26th, and at this particular hearing, the state experts had not completed their assessment of Brown to determine his competency um, to even stand trial. So, you know, the decision could not be made um, 
whether they were going to include the death penalty or not. Um, Now, the defense is trying to claim that Brown is mentally ill. And from what I understand, if Brown is found to be mentally ill, then per Ohio law, the death penalty can't be on the table for him. Now, Brown had another competency hearing on September 1st of 2023, you guys. So like just a few weeks ago at the time that we're actually recording this, because this we're recording on September 28th. So there was like three hours of testimony, including testimony from three experts. Now, the judge did not make a ruling on the competency to stand trial, but that's not really surprising because the experts actually gave mixed opinions. Now, during this hearing, Nilo's father was visibly frustrated and actually had to be escorted out of the courtroom. The expert witnesses called to testify regarding Brown's competency all said that he denied the being involved in the deaths of Nitisha and Nilo. Now, the next hearing that is scheduled is for September 26th of 2023, which could be the start of Brown's trial if things are ready. So since that hearing just happened, you guys, literally two days ago at the time that we're recording this, I do have an update that we had initially anticipated doing like a part two to bring to you guys later. Um, But I will tell you guys that the judge did in fact rule that he was competent. Therefore, the death penalty is still on the table, you guys. And the trial is now set for December 5th. So I promise you guys, I will follow that. Um, I'm really hoping that like long crime or one of those will have cameras in the courtroom so we can live stream the whole thing. I will watch those every day and we'll put together some really great follow-up episodes for you guys on what happens with that trial. Now there's of course been some like other hearings here and there, but these were kind of the ones I was able to find information on. Um, I was able to see that the defense team has filed multiple motions to dismiss the case, but of course those have been denied. Um, So we'll just continue to follow it and let you guys know what's going on. Now that was a lot of information and I don't want Nilo to get lost in all of that. So despite extensive searches of the Ohio river, Nilo's body has never been recovered. Nilo's father continues to work tirelessly He holds vigils and assists in the searches for Nilo, all while keeping up with Brown's court proceedings. So Nilo deserves to be brought home to his father and to the rest of his family. He was only three years old when he was allegedly thrown into the Ohio River by his mother's boyfriend. He would be six years old today. This happened on or around December 5th of 2020. Nilo is described as an African-American male, approximately three feet tall and about 25 to 30 pounds. He had brown hair and brown eyes. If you have any information regarding Nilo's disappearance, please call the Cincinnati Police Department at 513-352-6943. Now, I think it's very possible that domestic violence could have played a role in Nitisha and Brown's relationship. So it is important for everyone to know that resources are available if you are experiencing domestic violence or you know someone who is. You can call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233. Thank you guys so much for listening. You can find the source material in the show notes. To show your support, please leave us a review on the platform you are listening on. This is the best way to support us and this is what pushes our podcast out to new listeners. 
you can subscribe on Patreon. We are on Patreon as Over the Horizon and Far Away. We're also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Over the Horizon and Far Away. If you would like to submit a case for us to cover, you can email us at overthehorizonandfaraway at gmail.com or you can find our case submission form on any of our socials. We will see you guys next week. Bye!